Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today is Wednesday, April 20th. I'm in sunny San Diego, 67 degrees, mostly sunny. I already said that sunny part. It's supposed to rain on Friday, which is out of the norm for San Diego. And that's a beautiful place to start. It's, it's going to rain on Friday in San Diego. And I bring that up because right now you might be in a storm. It might be raining where you are. And it feels like it's never going to end. It, it's just going to be a torrential downpour forever. But Friday, Friday, the sun, the sun could come up. The sun could shine. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. If this is your first time tuning in to Before You Kill Yourself, welcome. Uh, and if this, if you're a, a lifetime listener, you know, I think we've had this podcast going for about three years. I appreciate the love and support. I can tell from the stats that so many people uh, who are new are going back and starting from the first episode. And if you've listened to the first episode and, and you've been listening from early on, go back and, and have a listen again. I mean, that's the, that's the fun part about episodes is it's like revisiting an old friend or rereading a book that you really loved or watching an old TV show. These are the things that help ground us that, that are nostalgic. You know, for me growing up, Sanford and Son was my favorite show as a kid. And to this day, I still think about the amount of joy and laughter that that show brought me. And I know sometimes when we're in our, our pain of pains in that darkness, when we feel inflamed, we forget about the fact that, that, we, that we can laugh. You know, in the last episode yesterday, we we're talking about psilocybin and how when people take it, they're reminded that they can Feel other feelings beside pain. But when we're in it, we just think, oh my God, this is going to last forever. I'll never get over this. And yet on Friday, it's going to rain here in San Diego. Nothing is permanent. And I'm going to always repeat these to you. The three Ps, nothing is personal, permanent, or pervasive. Uh, and also a brief news note, uh, know that in three months, if you're in the, uh, you know, the United States, that they're changing the suicide hotline number to 988, 988. That'll be the new phone number in three months. Yesterday, I also shared with you that I was doing my first show in front of 4,000 people here in San Diego with Hassan Minhaj, and it was powerful. Uh, because my biggest audience up to that point had been a thousand, and I'm not saying this to brag. There's there's a there's a mental health point to this. You know, after I get off stage, I was talking to Hassan and also Asif Ali, who also was on the show, and uh, um, and I was like, "How do you play the bigger rooms? Like, what are the the keynotes?" And and this is not going to make sense to you if you've never been in a, a a big theater. Not that you not to have played, but just if you've never been in a big theater at all. But you are you play to the exit signs because the bigger the theater, the more exit doors that they have. And 
when you're on stage, it's so dark you can't see the audience. All you can see are the exit signs. And so um, you make your eye line to the exit signs. And if you do that, it makes the audience feel like you're looking at them. And I was like, wow, what a great note. What a great hack. And I bring that up to say is know what your exit signs are in your life. Know where you need to look when you want to be seen, heard, and understood. I'm going to say that again. Know where your exit signs are when you need to be seen, heard, and understood. And for me, you know, sometimes my exit sign is meditation, journaling, exercising, reading, uh, self-talk, taking a nap, reaching out to friends, baking. You know, I learned how to, I was I was baking bread. Know know where, know where you need to look. Know where you what your where you can focus so that you feel grounded, present, so that you can feel like the the pain is dissipating and that you're not alone. When we when I'm on stage and I look at the exit signs. It's a way of connecting with the audience and uh, so that I feel connected and also that the audience feels connected to me so that we're, we both feel connected. Looking at those exit signs. There are, you know, for, you know, also like it's one of the reasons why I go to I have online uh, therapy once a week. I feel connected. I feel grounded. You know, one of the beautiful things that I've started doing is, you know, I have her in my, uh, my therapist in my calendar. And as the week goes, there are things that come up for me that I have questions about that I want to discuss. And I just put it in my calendar. And then that way, when, when we sit down to chat, to talk, to, to connect, I have, I have things that I, I'm ready to chat and talk about because we both know that the the inflammation in our brain our psychics it it's not good for the memory it's not it's not beneficial at all and and then in this moment when you're with someone who's ready to listen and hear you and take you in and be there and sit with you and all the things and all the feels you know that's the that's the time I, I want to be able to share all the things. So know where your exit signs are. For me, it's it's also I have an online group that I started. That's one of my exit signs. That's one of the ways I can feel connected. When I go to bed at night, when I'm on the road, I have a podcast that I, I listen to at night. It's uh, the David Chang. It's a <laughs> he's a chef. He's a chef, you know, like um it was good friends with Anthony Bourdain. And, um, and so I, I feel so connected to David Chang and his podcast that I, I was listening to the recent episodes. And I said, you know what? I'm in. Let me go all the way back and start from the beginning. Let me start from the first episode. And I think the first one 
posted was a, a year to maybe three years ago. But I'm in, and it and it feels like he's talking to me today. It feels like I'm right there with him. He just um, has a very uh, soothing, cool way of viewing the world, and you know, and I love food. I mean, who doesn't love food? But also get to to learn about food, and um, and it's kind of cool to go back because uh, in his early episodes, he's talking about opening a restaurant and all the trials and tribulations that go with that. But then he also interviews some really cool people. So at night, that's who I listen to. It's kind of like checking in with an old friend, you know, especially because I get in late a lot of nights and it's, uh, you know, most of my friends are in bed. They're, they're, they're married, they have kids, uh, the phone is off. So it's just, a, it's, that's one of my exit signs. It's my, my connecting point. Sometimes your exit sign can be drinking tea on the porch. Uh, I have a good friend. She just sent me, and I think I shared this, some mamaki tea, which I've been enjoying. It's a little pricey, but the cool thing about mamaki tea, uh, it's from Hawaii, is that you can get up to four uses from it. So when you consider that, that the price is reasonable. The upfront cost is, is a little bit much, but um, you get more uses out of it. So know what your exit signs are. Going swimming. Oh, I feel so I felt I feel so connected if I go swimming. And and I know, I know it's something that other people can see because Hassan, who hasn't seen me, we haven't seen each other in years. I can't remember the last time. I saw him three, four, it's been a while. And when he saw me, he goes, bro, you're glowing. You're glowing. You know, you know how strong that is for one man to say to another man that they're glowing. And, 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 and when he said it, I said, you know, I started clicking through what is contributing to that. Good night's sleep, drinking a lot of water. Uh, staying off the sugars, or you know, eating more keto, and uh, and swimming, moving my body. I felt very connected to my body. I meditated. All these different things that contribute to our glow. A lot of times we meet somebody who has that shine on them, or that swag, that confidence, and we go, "They were born with it." I wish I had that. But a, a lot of people have to work up that shine, work up that glow, work up that swag, that confidence, or even just that presence. You know, I was watching um, Donald Glover, who he has a show called Atlanta, and he was in a recent, he's being interviewed recently on. Uh, Maybe The Tonight Show or Jimmy Fallon. It was either one of those. And he looked so calm and present and just into, you know, because I think he's figured himself out. He said, uh, he made a statement, he goes, he loves to, to express and create and flourish and shine. And then he loves to 
retract and reflect and then take some time for himself. I say that because there's some people like a Kevin Hart or The Rock where they need constant shine. They're constantly uh, sharing their life and their stories and just in the news, in the media. And then there's some people who, like, they uh, they shine, shine, shine. We hear all this about them, and then all of a sudden we hear nothing. And then, like, Sade, I don't know if anybody listens to Sade. That's, oh, my God. Sade is one of my favorite artists. But she releases an album, and then you hear nothing. And then she releases a, an incredible album, and then you hear nothing. And so it's about knowing how you flow. Currently, and I've shared this before, um, I've been sleeping in five-hour increments. No matter what time I go to sleep, I wake up five hours later. And, and that's just how I am in the springtime. I definitely always need a nap in the middle of the day. But... Five hours every night. Last night, went to bed one, woke up at six, five hours. Boom. It was like four, actually. Like I woke up at like four, like I slept for four hours and 47 minutes or something like that. But, it, but you know, that averages out to about five. But my point is, know what your exit signs are. Make a list. Maybe Maybe it's places for you. Maybe there are places in the world or in your city or in your home where you feel connected, where you feel seen and heard and understood. Maybe it's people. And if not, find them. Seek them out. That's your, that's your mission, to find those exit signs, those, those people and places and that, and that purpose where you feel connected. Sometimes it could be cleaning. You know, I have a, my, my buddy Michael Yo, his dad l- loves, like it makes a, a, an entire day of cleaning the floors in his house. He has a whole like 20-step process. Nobody can be home when he's cleaning the floors. Find your exit signs. You know, I've, I was just in Vegas last week, and it, it can get lonely there. You know, I don't have a lot of people that I know there, and I don't have my car. I, the idea of Ubering everywhere is not, not always fun. But, uh, you know, I just woke up one morning with a little angst, and then I remembered Albert, Albert Camus' quote, you know, should I kill myself or get coffee? And I said, let me go get coffee. And like I said, I I prefer tea, but I went to this farmer's market in Vegas. They have it every Saturday in Sutherland, Sunderland, Summerlin, 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 uh, Nevada, which is like a suburb of Vegas. And it's a beautiful, beautiful farmer's market. It's like in this open, um, outdoor mall, one of those outdoor large malls, you know, like with an Abercrombie and Fitch and Apple Store and uh, a, a Dave and & Buster's and uh, Gap and um, Banana Republic. 
like Hollister, all all those types of stores, right? H and M. And I go and I stumble on finger skateboarding. Finger skateboarding. I didn't even know this was a thing. We've heard of skateboarding, but finger skateboarding is where you're skateboarding with your two fingers. I learned how to ollie. They said in 30 minutes, we can teach you how to ollie. (laughs) We can teach you how to ollie with your two fingers. Oh, I I put my $5 down. $5, 30-minute lesson, and I promise you at minute 29, I figured out how to ollie. Ollie is like where you can flip the board um, uh, over and catch it and keep going. So cool. I, 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 it's ridiculous the amount of joy I felt learning how to ollie from finger. And it's a thing. It's it's a it's a, it's like there's a competitions and I talked to the guy who was um, running it, and he was the number one finger skateboarder in Vegas, which I don't know if you should even say that out loud. Joking. And and I said, man, are you making a living from this? He goes, no, this is just a, this is a hobby right now. But he goes, but as it gets more popular, then maybe one day I can I can make a living. But for right now, this is what I'm doing. And, and this guy was a, a a husband and father of two, and his two two little boys were there. And I thought, well, how beautiful is that? That you know, he's able to zoom out and say, you know, I'm not making money from this right now, but as it gets bigger, like you know, that's that's that beautiful, that's where forecasting is kind of a beautiful thing, it, it, where it, it kind of it, where it feeds optimism, where he's like, as this gets bigger, then I'll be able to make a living. He said, for now, I, I think he was like working as an engineer, but he was he was dab he was delving into his passions and to the point where the number one finger skateboarder in Vegas. Now, with that said, I don't know how many finger skateboarders there are, so I don't know how impressive that number is. There might be three finger skateboarders <laughs> in Nevada, right? It's not, a, it's not a large sport. It's like saying, like, I'm the number one professional page turner in. All right, I don't know how many competitive page turners there are, but uh, all right. But no, I'm I'm sure that he's killing it, right? Um, but the, but that's the thing is like sometimes we think that our exit signs have to be, uh, uh, you know, medication or some big major thing, and sometimes we stumble onto our exit signs. We stumble onto connection. We we stumble onto to feeling seen and heard and and understood. But that doesn't mean that we rely on that, right? Like it's it's really about, I really like that question. You know, should I kill myself or should I go get coffee? It's a, it's such a, it, it just, for me, it just simplifies my day sometimes or my moments where I feel overwhelmed. Such a, such a beautiful way. Um, my buddy, uh, I also went to go see this movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And if you haven't seen it, it's about generational trauma. And, I, and I'll say this. 
the movie is a little too, it's like two hours and 30 minutes. It's a little too long. However, it's, um, it's just like this crazy, insane ride. And of course, no spoilers, just about generational trauma. And that's all I'll say about it. It's, but it's a beautiful way of, of giving hope because a lot of times we don't realize how much our responses and reactions are due to how our parents responded and or reacted. You know, we, we tend to think that we're the only ones who feel and behave this way or, or are seeing the world the way we do. And a lot of times it's been passed down generation to generation. Like so many things, like, you know, certain diseases um, and, and chronic illnesses and uh, facial features and, you know, body types. There's a reason why, you know, when you look at a family, they, they look alike because not only do we receive uh, our uh, physical traits, but personality traits. And, and, and I think it's a beautiful thing to remember because then we realize, oh, we're not, I'm not the only one experiencing this or going through this. Like this is, this is us. And, and if you're in a family that uh, has a hard time talking about a thing, then, uh, you know, you, you might have to be the one to be the voice to get people to open up. Because it's so funny to me that we have no problem talking about and highlighting how wonderful the people are in our family. You know, there's the parents. Uh, my kid is an honor roll student. My kid got accepted into this. We, are, we have no problem talking about how great our kids are or the people are in our families or the great things that we've done. We have no problem posting that. You know, shouting out our accomplishments, our achievements. Well, what about our pain, our suffering, our hurts, our resentments, our 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 unrequited loves? When do we get to share that? That seems unfair. That that's where the inequality is. The inequality is in our in our societal inability to share all of the human experiences, the highs and the lows, the trials and the triumphs, the hurts and the healings. That's where the inequality is. So we might have to be the voice. To say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to shout you out. I'm so proud that you got a raise, you got a new house, and, and that you got uh, a promoted. But I'm also going to, we're also going to talk about the abuse that has happened, the loss, the grief, the, the gambling addiction, whatever it is. We're going to talk about that too. We're not, we're not sweeping that under the carpet. We're not just going to put out our trope. We're not just going to have a trophy case. Where's, what about the grief in the mourning case? What about the reminders of, 
of our, our the of the tragedies and the trials and tribulations that we've been through. The areas that we need to improve on or acknowledge. Where is that case? You know, that's the beauty of, of going to therapy and, and talking and you get to put all that stuff out there. There's uh, in today's 365 Tao Daily Meditations, it's talking about the truth. And he says that uh, there are three levels of truth. The first type of truth is experience. Once you have experienced something, you know it. No one can persuade you otherwise. The second type of truth is gained by reasoning. In this case, the truth cannot be immediately verified because the subject is too small, too large, or too abstract. The problem with these two types of truths, the experience and the reasoning, is that they have a, a range of, of validity. They are relative. Therefore, those truths are superior to falsehood Opinions, beliefs, and superstition. They each have limits. There's a third type of truth that is different from the first two. And this is a direct spiritual knowing. Holy, internal. Meditation gives one perception. Meditation gives one perceptions of absolute certainty. This knowledge is beyond words, descriptions, and rationalization. To avoid doubts and conflicting opinions, followers of Tao keep their revelations secret. Then what is known directly is absolutely yours. I love that reading from today's page 161 and 365 Tao, and Tao is T-A-O, by Dang Ming, Ming Dao. And because a lot of us, has, we've experienced something, and we think because we experienced it that it's absolute truth. The other is, uh, you know, something that we learn to be true, which is the reasoning part. And then the third type is this kind of intuitive truth. And that's a combination of experience and reasoning. And that's the ultimate truth. Because... You know, to go back to the first one, that the when you we ex, have an experience, or there's some type of traumatic experience, we make up our truth about what and why it happened, and oftentimes we're completely blaming ourselves for the trauma of it all, for the failings of it all. And, and it sounds reasonable. It's like I was there, I was involved, so clearly I'm fully to blame. But then there's a, a spiritual knowing of sometimes in life, they're just events. Things happen. Remember how the earth was created. It was... You know, depending on what you believe, but if you go by the Big Bang theory, it was just two rocks colliding, and 
Now we have the earth. Who's, who's respond? Who's to blame for that? Dinosaurs are extinct. Or who's, who's to blame for that? E- events occur. Volcanoes erupt. The earth shatters. Now, does that mean we don't take responsibility for our lives? Absolutely not. There's, like I said, you know, that's why I started this podcast, have a group. And that's why we, we call the 1-800-SUICIDE, which will soon be 988. We, we, we still are not absolved of responsibility, of making amends, of being honest, of being aware of what our exits are. And, and to find these exits, to find our truth, we sit with ourselves. We meditate. You know, as this reading says, meditation gives one perceptions of absolute certainty. There is no doubt or need of other investigations. This knowledge is beyond words, descriptions, and rationalization. I hope that you're able to sit with yourself, even if it's for 10 exhales or three, whether it's one minute or one hour. That's where the truth lies in sitting with ourselves. And that's where your exit is. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. Call on the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALKS or the other phone numbers that are listed in each and every single one of the show notes. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.